Hello, everyone, and we're live. Yes, hello, all. James and Mark Save the World, Episode 7. Uh, took a hiatus for a week. We had some issues, mostly James just being difficult because he's the talent, and, you know, it is what it is, but here we are back. I mean, I, I, I can't argue that point at all. <laughs> Especially the talented part. Um, <laughs> well, you been, man? That, that we can debate. That we can debate. But, I mean, not for How you been? uh good just brain dead like clearly coming down with uh the flu so sorry man Every, i feel like everyone's got something they got you know kids just keep coming in with to the house with snotty noses and you never really get away with it like once you like if, if you're single out there and you don't have children and you're healthy think yeah. think you're lucky stars because yeah. as soon as you start procreating kids. you just continue to get sickness and you that you deal with it or you get debilitated one of the two yeah, just just little disease monsters, just day oh, after God. day after day, just not washing their hands, coming home snotty faced. It's just, it's. I mean, I, I blame America, really. Oh yeah, well, I I, I blame Joe Biden. Uh, clearly, has not been uh, really tough on that. Yeah, I know, I know. Look what look Trump. I mean, had the common decency to shut the whole country down. That's right, and plus, he's Isn't a freaking germ. He's a germaphobe, so you know that dude washes his hands. Of course, but I'm saying we should flip the whole thing around and be like, yeah, thanks, Trump, for shutting the country down. You kept a lot of people from getting sick. And then watch all the conservatives be like, wait, what? <laughs> I love it. Well, um, it's December 18th. It's so wild that it's the end of the year. Um, I always feel like this always happens where you're just like, it just sneaks up on you or you're like, holy shit, it's almost yeah. Christmas. It's, you know, we're almost at New Year's. Forget about 2023. What are you looking forward to in 2024? Besides maybe having a president who's in prison. Oh, well, let's see. 2024 hopeful things. I'm actually like personal life hopeful stuff or uh, anything open-ended. Um, I mean, personal life stuff. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting my, uh, my new big boat all set and ready to take out in the blue water. Um, nationally, I don't know. I, uh, Looking forward to seeing old LeBron picking up his sixth championship. Would it be his sixth? Number, number five was the in-season tournament, right? That was, <laughs> that was me. No human has been more po pro in-season tournament than me. I think we can agree on that, right? I mean, yeah. I've been such a like, yay, in-season tournament. And then the second I saw somebody be like, you know, uh, this means LeBron's got five now. I immediately was like, oh, I fucking hate that tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, you knew that was going to happen. I mean, maybe you yeah, didn't, yeah. but I did. Um, well, no, I said something to you about that like a I month know. ago. But I, I was know. like, no, I, could, I couldn't imagine the Lakers were actually going to pull that off. But, I mean, good for them. Like all, like, all kidding aside, if if I would love to hear LeBron fans actually make that argument. I mean, to be clear, I am a LeBron fan. I'm just not a he's the GOAT connoisseur. What are your favorite LeBron uh, derogatory uh, terms that people are called? Um, LeBron fans. Yeah, no, like the, the like the LeBron haters, if you will. Like they call, like you know, like um, li you know, conservatives will call liberals libtards or you know, right, right, right. soy boy and all that stuff. Like, what's your favorite? Well, like Bronny stands. Um, like Bronny stands is always funny. Um. Oh, there's a, oh, there are a few other. I can't. Th I, I don't know. I can't even think any of them. Like, Lebr LeBron sexuals are my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. 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 You, you're gonna have to be the, the talent on this one because I really am. Uh, really am getting sick. Oh, do you like my Neil deGrasse Tyson T-shirt? I do. 
Check it out. Says, y'all mother- I've had this t-shirt forever. Y'all motherfuckers need science. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, he's he's funny as hell, man. Um, yeah, he's uh he's an interesting cat. Yeah, I, I wonder what uh what would Neil deGrasse Tyson call uh a LeBron hater? I don't know. Like, I think LeBron. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming that Neil deGrasse Tyson is a Jordan fan just because of his age. Yeah. But he's also like pretty malleable. Where I think he would be like, oh, well, LeBron has his his uh, you know great. Yeah, yeah, but he's one of those annoying people that doesn't take a side in that argument. No, I, but that's also like I. But I feel like that it, that's almost all normal. Like you know, um, uh, very not conservative, but just common sense people are like LeBron is a fucking great player. He's also one of the of most course. annoying people I've ever seen on the basketball court because he compl- He literally coming out of the womb, he complained about the doctor. And how he was handled. Um, of course, he, he complaining since birth. Uh, so it, it's just that's it, it, that's the that's the beauty of LeBron. He is a wonderful person, has done amazing things in society, but he's also hated because of how he how he is. Just on yeah, the- I mean, what's so wrong with like saying he's the fifth best player of all time? Like, I mean, he's great. That's that is a very short list of players. He's yeah. almost on Mount Rushmore. I, I but I also feel like people just like lose their mind when with that shit because he he is self proclaimed like he puts his king hat on and yeah you know like he's called well, he himself the goat a few di- different won, times yeah after he won the title in Cleveland he was like nah I feel like that made me the greatest player of all time like you know who never says that the greatest player of all time yeah Jordan's like that's for you guys to decide like he always says it that way and it's. I do, I do like the fact that we're getting towards the tail end of like LeBron's career, mm-hmm. and now that the the numbers are all coming in, he's probably not ahead of Kareem. Like, would you put him ahead of Kareem? No. I mean, I wouldn't either, and he's definitely not ahead of Jordan. And you know, you can. I mean, where does he fall? Does he fall more where Kobe, Shaq? Is he Hakeem? Like, would you? I guess better than Hakeem. I think he is one of the greatest stat compilers of all time. I think he lacks, obviously, in championships, but he doesn't lack in opportunity, like where he brought his teams to, you know, the cusp of a title, but didn't follow through on it. Obviously, there were some, there's some, there's some, you know, factors that go into into that. Right. But he is, he is not. Um, there's a great author. God, why am I going to forget his name? He wrote Relentless. He was he was Jordan's trainer. He was Kobe's trainer. He wrote a book called Relentless, and he had this scale of of players that he ta- he coached or kind of taught, like gave them opportunities. And he called Kobe and Michael cleaners in his because yeah. whenever there was an issue, they cleaned up the mess. Whereas LeBron is more of a uh, I forget the term of it, but he kind of is a defer, like he's the Magic Johnson of this generation where he is going to try to make everyone around him better and most of the time does. But he's not the, the alpha dog that takes over a game when you need need it. He and has just, been that guy at times. He just he, hasn't made it. Then, well, what makes me laugh about that is then I, I guarantee if this was super basketball oriented and we had a ton of people that were interested in that they would hit me with well lebron is the most clutch player like by the metrics so okay well i love stats and it's great to throw statistics out there but just watch the game like literally with your eyeballs and when he misses shots that are 
for him, relatively easy, but uh, you know, shots or difficult shots at the end of games, he's not clutch. Like we've all seen it. Like I just don't. I mean, his physical gifts during like the Miami run and right before he went to Miami, especially while he was in Miami, and then you know those first couple of years in Cleveland. Like, it's hard to argue that there was ever a basketball player that had more physical tools than LeBron James. Like, I feel like anybody can agree with that. Now, my the, that to me doesn't make him the greatest of all time, though. I think the ability to close out finals games, I think the ability to be, you know, as dominant defensively as he was as an assist man, to be able to be the scorer. Like, it's like he's an incredible, like, he's become even a good three-point shooter at this point in his career, but it was after those things that made him physically dominant went away that he right. developed those other parts of the game. No, I'm this. I, I agree. Um, well, really didn't want to go on a tangent about greatest of all time, but that's okay. That's what podcasts are for. I don't know. I feel um, like it would be holding viewers. People are like, all right, I'm going to listen yeah. to these two, these two know-it-all white guys talk about basketball. Well, uh, this that's such a great segue. It's not, it's definitely not on my list of, uh, of where we were going with it, but did you see? Uh, do you remember the player for the Steelers, Richard Mendenhall? Yes, he's a he's a running back. Uh, during their Super Bowl loss to the Packers, 2011 ish, he was like their leading rusher. He posted a. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact comment because it's something to the effect of, "I'm tired of average white dudes commenting on." Hold on, come on. I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the pro ball with an all black versus all white ball so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than everyone. <laughs> you got to respect And then my favorite is JJ Watt uh, retweeted it and said, we'd get cooked at corner, not going to lie. Nobody on our squad is good is covering Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> and you know predictably there's people that are you know losing their mind over it i don't know if he's i mean although i know why because the reverse of that is do you, do you like could you imagine if if a white guy t- tweeted that they'd fucking kill him it would just be canceled you're off you're off twitter or you're <laughs> off whatever um it just it, either way it made me laugh and i retweeted it well i think well i mean it's just also a factual statement like the problem with the reverse of something like that is some white guy was like white people are clearly more intelligent blah 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 that's all fundamentally not true but what is true is that but who gets mahomes african americans are significantly better athletes than wait what what do you do with light skin guys who gets mahomes well i guess you flip a coin he no he wherever he identifies okay I mean, that's we live. Do we go? Do we? Can we just go through ancestry.com? Like, do we do like a DNA no, test to see where no, he's got more? How do they identify? Look, this is our only shot is that some black guys identify as white. Like, come on. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, dude, I mean, can we claim Patrick Mahomes? And then we're, and we're good, man. We got plenty of white receivers. We'll be all right. I Christian mean, McCaffrey, offensive line, all the edge rushers in the NFL that are white. I mean, I'm just saying, I, well, well, we'd have to settle for Brady. Sorry. Brady, why yeah. why do we have to get some guy out of retirement? We can. There's plenty of. Oh, you're talking about current NFL players. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like all time. Okay, 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Just current NFL players. JJ Watch just happened to retweet it because it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, listen, man, we got plenty. We got tight ends. Or, or we'd be able to block. I can tell you that. <laughs> plenty of offensive linemen. I mean, I'm fairly sure that would be like 38 to 12. <laughs> I don't know, man. It would be close. It'd be closer than you think because because some of because the because I won't lie to you the 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 white professional athlete is kind of like the outlier, right? Obviously, in, a, in a, on an NFL roster, like they're usually really good because they're not. Yeah. They wouldn't but be there if they. I'm they're not. There's like no average either, white players. Either Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurt would be just floating deep balls to the receivers like that were like six steps ahead of the white corners. Yeah. We need to like, we need to double up on on a bunch of safeties and uh linebackers right. would be out there covering uh covering receivers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's I I don't think it would be pretty. I think it would be a pretty I mean look, no, I'm not funny. I'm not saying that the white team wouldn't score a little, but uh they would definitely get outscored. Oh yeah. I think yeah. I think that's I mean it would just it would just be like uh I'll give you an analogy. It's um when Alabama plays a mid-major and it's close for a quarter, but then they yeah, just keep bringing yeah. droves and droves of more talent, yeah, whereas they yeah. kind of run out of gas, that's what would happen. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was really funny. Um, go, I'm going to go back to your expertise as a comedian. Um, what do you make of all this Matt Reif stuff. So real quick. Um, okay. Well, yeah, you got to update. Is there, is there, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some backstory, right? So he, when Matt Reif took was, you know, this meteoric rise was based mostly on clips on TikTok and Instagram. And they're mostly crowd work, right? Um, there wasn't a lot of joke construction. There wasn't a lot of like bits. It was mostly real quick, uh, you Before. know, What's that? Before you go, before you go any further, one, um, I I do want to say, and look, I, again, I don't know a lot about the guy. I don't know a lot about all this stuff. What I do know though is that guy's been grinding as a comic for over a decade. Ten years, yeah, so, fifteen. So yeah, so it didn't happen overnight. Um, also, there's a lot of comics that post crowd work videos. Oh yeah, that that's all. That's all you see. I mean, there are. I mean, the guy who like invented the like mini viral crowd work video, Steve Hofstetter. Like, yeah. like he like a, a responds to heckler videos. Like his entire career was built around that, and it's been that for a decade. And he's never come. He's never come anywhere close to where Matt Reif has gotten to in terms of success. So that's yeah. So and those, I, I, I just now I just wanted to add those things in. Now sure. continue what you were saying. No, 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 and, it, and that's fair. And I so as you will understand, as you know. When you put something out there, especially on on a scale of Netflix, because a lot of people will see it. Right. Some people are going to love it. Of some course. people are going to hate it. And then there's all the stuff in between. So it's all of the Matt Reif hate started coming right after the Netflix special because he started off the, the, the show with a domestic violence joke, which I thought was kind of funny. But like, I understand where people... Yeah. Or kind of hacky, though, depending on what you're what what you're looking for. A, jo- a joke that's been done in a lot yes, of different ways. Totally. Like the the greatest version of that joke all time. I mean, was I mean probably back like da- like David Tell definitely did the best version of oh, that yes. joke. Um, but it's you know I mean again it's one of those things that I you know he's not the greatest writer in the world but. All this controversy 
is exactly what he wants. Like, it's marketing. Because you know whose comedy special gets watched on Netflix? The person who's controversial and everybody's talking about. You know whose doesn't? The one that's just, you know, milk toast. And it could be hilarious, but it doesn't push any buttons. Because right. as soon as you can piss off the internet and get a certain group of people ranting and raving about how you need to be canceled, as long as you don't, like, cross into the sexual assault allegation lane, it's just mad PR. Huge promotion. Views are up. I promise you, unless, and again, there maybe have been some stuff that's been added on. He seems like the kind of guy that that could come up with. So if <laughs> that stuff has happened or does happen, then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see, you know, him out. But until then, Netflix is just going to keep writing that guy checks. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, what's he had an IG model. Brooke Schofield was on a podcast, and she talked about how he basically, you know, treated her like shit towards the end of their relationship. And it's just like, okay, he's a 25-year-old guy that's now famous, and he may have hooked up with you, may have not, whatever. I don't really know. Does, does it matter? Like, people are just I, – I think for me it's two things, right? He is realizing that this is all – coming at him all at once right. he's probably hearing a million different advice from a million different things of advice from multiple different angles right and he's doubling down on a couple things one he really doesn't give a shit what people think even though he probably does because he responds to a lot of his his haters yeah. and he's made it as, as soon as you start like you said as soon as you start pissing off a certain amount of people yeah. you've made it bro like just keep your nose clean like you like you said with you know assault allegations like any of that stuff if it's simply just people don't like your jokes yeah, yeah. or they don't like the fact that you're a, a good looking dude or whatever it is I, I you know i think that's mostly what it is because we i watched the special with my wife and we both looked at each other like this is what people are freaking out about it's just like an average special it's decent it's not great it's not awful it made us laugh fan, and then, you know that's it his fan base was also probably 60 to 70 percent like little girls yeah girls like, w- w- wokey white girls so yeah i mean it was like but again what how brilliant like to build up that audience because then when he made them mad then all the real comic fans well like not quote unquote real comic fans would be like oh oh i see <laughs> i see maybe he is a good one and like i mean so many people went and watched that special to find out unfortunately from what i've heard i haven't watched it yet Unfortunately, after doing those jokes up front, he didn't follow it up with a great special. No, I mean, listen, I also think he's 25. And right, yeah. even though he's been grinding for 10 years on the on the comedy scene and, and has been, you know, he hasn't, just, like you said, it hasn't just happened overnight. Nobody at 25 is that worldly. Chappelle, you know was, what I mean? Chappelle was by yeah, early 20s. Oh, come on. But, uh, Eddie, but Mur- Eddie same, Murphy but, was Eddie Murphy was barely out of his teens when he dropped Raw. But that's not what I'm saying. Is like those, spe- but do those specials stand up in terms of like what we could they could you get away with Raw today? Some of the stuff, some some of the content in there is is not appropriate. For... No, but you couldn't get rid of most. You couldn't get away with. I mean, the most seasoned comics in the world for what they were doing in the 80s. Outside, I, I mean, nothing Richard Pryor did you could get away with. Um, right. Not nothing, but a lot of what Pryor did, you couldn't. A good chunk of what Carlin did wouldn't pass now. So that so, but I'm saying like so in terms of what of its time, 
I mean, Murphy and Chappelle were definitely well ahead in terms of the quality at that age. Yeah, and I, but I also feel like too, like, but that's comparing them to the greats, though. So yeah, that's I mean, kind shit, of a, I mean we're talking a, about right. Like, yeah, that's a, you know, a thing in his, uh, you know, being his bonnet or whatever, whatever that phrase is. It's uh like a so to put him in that even conversation again is elevating the guy. I don't know. I've, I've I haven't watched his stuff. I've seen. I think three clips, none of them really jumped out at me as good or particularly bad. I mean, it's, I mean, he's certainly better than a lot. I mean, there's a whole lot of real bad comedy out there right now. <laughs> so it's, I mean, at this point, like, you got to think about it. People that are actually putting out great stand up right now, it's what? Michael Che, Chappelle. Burr, Segura, in terms of being names. I mean, there's mm -hmm. some there's some small, like, you know, there's small guys like Stuart Huff and like Simmons and those guys. But in terms sure. of actually like well-known big name comics right now, I mean, there's not a lot doing like really great work. There's some really funny ones like Sebastian Maniscalco is hilarious. Yeah. Kreischer is hilarious. But they're not doing like amazing, recreating like the best of comedy comedy. No, I agree with that. I watched uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's uh, movie with Robert De Niro called About My Father. It was pretty good. I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Was, it. It was, it's good. I mean, listen, if you're a De Niro fan and you like his comedy turn, uh, but still love that intensity that he brings yeah. to, to films, um, it's uh, it I mean it's it's if you if you have an immigrant parent like I do, uh, it's it is so perfect it's like such a perfect yeah. depiction of generalizations and obviously some of this stuff is you know way over the top for for comedic effect but it's it's a decent movie um you know they do a good job of tugging at your heartstrings but at the same time made it funny um i don't mind things being way over the top like when it comes to comedy no i i, I don't either um but it's also um you know it's a, it, like i said it's a, a decent movie it wasn't it was a better comedic movie than I expected it to be. Um, yeah. All right. Well, fine. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, it definitely beats that awful movie that he did where he he was a comedian. Oh, God, that was awful. What, the one that um, Maniscalco did? No, the one that uh, De Niro did where he, he's the comedian. What are you talking about? Oh, not King of Comedy, the one he did as an old guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was um God who wrote that. I think it's it's not a tell, but um yeah, it was all right. another New York comic. Yeah, I mean, even Colin Quinn was in it, and he was like, "This is atrocious." Like he was on yeah. a podcast being like it was awful. And listen, I, it is what it is. You know, you take swings. It's cool. Yeah. Um. Well, no another comic is going to give away his hard earned material to Robert De Niro. Yeah, like that's that's. I think I think that's actually the secret of why stand up comedy is always terrible in movies. Is because no good comic is ever going to give away good material to let Adam Sandler or Seth Rogen or Robert De Niro look good as a comic, or Tom Hanks in Punchline or Sally Fields. So no great comic was going to put in the two years' work it takes to write a solid fifteen minutes that they could have given to them to use. So, no, I mean I don't I don't disagree. That the crazy thing is is like if you go on IMDb and you look at the cast of that of that movie, I mean yeah. the names in that De Niro, Harvey Keitel, Danny DeVito, yeah. Charles Grodin, gosh, God rest his soul. Um, 
I mean, I think Jim Norton, I don't know if Jim Norton wrote it. I think it was him. And I, I think Norton's a good comedian. I think, what's that? I don't think Norton wrote that. Oh. If, I'll have to look. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, this is a useless topic. but It doesn't matter. So anyway, there's another comedian that's trending. And I want to get your thoughts on him, too. Okay. A famous, a famous comedian, D.L. Hughley. Um, a influencer posted about... I like D.L. No, he didn't do anything. That's the whole point. It just makes me laugh. Um, I like DL. I think he's funny. Um, but apparently I'm in the minority. <laughs> so he's trending on Twitter because yeah. original Kings of Comedy, an anniversary came out of it being I you know a really great special, which I loved. I, I saw it first time. Um, and to a man, if you look, if you just put DL Hughley in your Twitter feed right now, it is just fast forward through DL. <laughs> That's the only fun, funny person on that on the on the original Kings of Comedy. Do you feel the same way? No, I think DL's. I mean, he and again, DL's not one of the greats. But in terms of just being like, a, maybe he's not. I mean, he's not Bernie Mac. Yeah, like he's not. He was never somebody that crushed like that, though. He was more cerebral. He was more. Head, you know, I mean, I would put Dio Hughley as a stand up about the same place I'd put Kevin Hart. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I just, it, it just, it's first off, when anytime someone's trending, you're like, did they die? Right? That's the right. first thing you, yeah. you click on, and you're like, oh shit. And then, and then it just, I just went down a little rabbit hole and I was just like, damn, they're dragging him like nobody's business on here. Um, like, but for know, what did he do something non comedy related? Not that I can see. I mean, if you just, I mean, if I clicked on it it's again, not, there's got to be something more to it. He had to have said something because he might have said well, something controversial, but I mean, I'm not most respected, but he was certainly never somebody that people just dragged. I don't know, man. Like, just he was never you, big you, enough to get dragged. He was no like, like Kevin Hart gets dragged, like Cat Williams after his initial run, like now the, the Cat Williams of today gets dragged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just just delivering now, the trends yeah, man now I, now I have to go down the rabbit hole and find out yeah. what the hell's going on so we talked hey, about how the majority of uh of the coming thoughts of this podcast are going to be us you know talking about different movies and obviously we talk about silly silly things here and there but um there's some really there's some interesting movies coming out and um Christmas Day you got Ferrari it's a Michael Mann movie with Adam Driver um are you interested in that? I know you're a car guy. Well, I like Michael Mann movies for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, there's a few that are crap, but like some are, you know, they're at least entertaining. Um, Adam Driver is he's hit or miss, but like when he's good, he's pretty good. Yep. Um, and you know, car movies are usually fun. So I doubt I'll go to the theater to see that, but I'll like once it's somewhere streaming, I'm sure I'll watch it. What's your favorite Michael Mann movie? Um uh, I know this sounds weird because I don't like Colin Farrell, but I would say Miami Vice. Are you serious? It's like the shittiest movie ever. I know. I know. And I love so many of his other movies, but there's, I know for some reason, I, that movie just, I love it. And I recognize. I was so disappointed I, in that movie. I, I mean, but I was never a fan of the show either. 
Fuck, which my was, I'm not young enough. And that was oh, also uh, my fans stuff, but I uh no, I uh I don't know what's yours. What, what would you write? I think I'd go heat or uh or collateral. I mean, well, heat's unarguably a better movie. Oh yeah. Like it was okay. So is the question which one do I have more fun watching, or what's the better? No, movie? no, no. What, what was your favorite? I don't care whether it was like an Oscar worthy oh, okay. movie. It's just what was your? If I mean Vice is your favorite, that shocks me. But no, I thought we were. I thought okay. We were, I thought we were talking like fun. Yeah, like what's your favorite one? Like my favorite Michael Mann movie is either Collateral or Heat. Not because of how great either movie Actually, is, just because I like it. that much. It's good. You didn't watch but... it that much, or? You didn't like no, it. I mean, like it's not a Miami Vice is an incredibly rewatchable movie. You can watch that movie like 30 times and it's fun. Heat, I've probably watched a hundred times. I don't know. I guess Heat would be ahead of it, but I don't know. That's everybody's answer, so it just feels too easy. Well, that's why I threw collateral in there because I also feel like collateral is totally rewatchable because of Tom Tom Cruise's performance. And I think Jamie Foxx is underrated in that movie too, because he he plays like a character that's um understated but has to kind of evolve essentially to that sociopathic um you know mentality in order to survive so it's an interesting character driven uh piece there but um one of the better jamie fox performances what was that it was probably one of the better jamie fox performances sure yeah he got got nominated for an oscar in that one yeah what do you got what's above that ray is probably above that Django. Django. that um What's a weird violin movie he did? Robert Downey. Oh Jr. fuck! The red. I think it's the red violin. Some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, dude, best Jamie Foxx movie of all time is Any Given Sunday. <laughs> Steaming, Willie Beeman. Come on, baby. I mean, oh, did you see the uh, the video? He was doing. He was at some arena, and he, and he uh, threw a football in a basket. Yeah, full court. Yep, that was dope. I won't lie. Pretty cool. How many takes? I mean, I wonder how many takes that took. How many you think? Over over under ten? I'm gonna say twenty-three. Okay. We should we should hit up his people and be like, hey man, give us the real 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 scoop on that. Well, I'm sure they all signed NDAs that say one. (laughs) I think I would say conservatively, I'd go under I'd go under your twenty-three. I think I would say that took ten or twelve times. How many times would it take you to do it? Oh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a either, terrible thrower of the football. I know, but either one of us, if we got 50 tries, we could do it. Maybe. I, I, I'm much better, like, if you give me a basketball and you give me a half-court shot, I can do it in five tries, easy. Probably even closer to yeah, three. Yeah. Um, but because I've done, like, I've actually done stuff where it's like, hey, you've made, like, three, four in a row, and I've actually filmed it. So it's not – that's not out of the question, but throwing a football accurately that far, mm, that would be tough. I won't lie. I feel like that's exactly the limit of about how far. Like the length of a basketball court is the peak of where I can ever throw a football accurately. But again, it would take it would take me 50 tries. 30 yeah, tries. If, if you gave I me could, 50 I tries, I could probably make one for sure. But that's that's also like so mid. And so average who gives a shit. <laughs> well, I mean, neither one of us are like I'm just saying, like, I would say I would say Jamie Foxx is probably at least twice as good as either one of us are at throwing a football while not being easily particularly, you know. But 
it also levels to it. If you gave me a baseball, I could get a lot closer in 10 tries than I would in uh, with a football, which is well, dude, you know, my... I played so much baseball as a kid. I mean, if I'm throwing, if it's just full court of a basketball court, yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, I could hit the, the center square on the backboard. Five tries? Uh, I would say I could hit the backboard 10 out of 20 times full court, and I could hit the center square five out of 20. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's all well, for me. Listen, I mean, I mean, I threw out a lot. I threw out a lot of runners from deep in right field at second base. Of course, you play right field. You were the worst player on the team. No, I'm left handed. And when I wasn't playing first, I was playing outfield. <laughs> Oh, you had you had the only little league coach that was strategic and was like, "Well, we have a lefty." I'm, not talking, about I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about high I'm, school. I'm totally fucking with you, but no, yes. I uh, I know, but I never uh, I never played left. I played center some, but I uh, I was either at first or in right. I was just talking about in right throwing people out. like. Yeah. I don't know. I, you can like well, you probably were what. Like second or second base shortstop. I played. Um, I played shortstop. I played third base. Played second. Played center field. Um, I even caught and pitched. I didn't really play much outfield after my first year of little league because not to be a, a douche, but like whenever like the better best players always play like shortstop, catcher. Yeah, but I was playing varsity my freshman year, so. I'm just talking about like because I didn't I didn't play high school baseball. Um, so I'm saying like my my baseball stopped when I was 14. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay. Because I play tennis. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you had been excelling at baseball as much as you were at tennis, would you have gone that path, or did you I was? Play? It was. It was. A, it was a. There was definitely a an option. It was definitely a choice. Um, but um, you know, because I was on a team that you know in little league that was a couple of outs away from going to little league world series. You know, we were a good team, yeah. and I was a big part of that. So. I don't know. I think um, from like a team perspective, it's a lot more fun. But like where I changed was like my dad was like, hey, listen, you know, you actually are pretty good at both. But, you know, you can actually like make a living potentially out of being a tennis player, whereas baseball, you may not. Uh, you know, you, you may have a fun time. So it was more of like a forest past the trees kind of looking at the yeah. long term. So that was that was that for that. And so that's why I did it. It's understandable. Yeah. I mean, listen, if if I could go back, it'd be cool to do both. Um, and I, I remember, you know, one year I played baseball in the summer of my senior year and it was like all the guys who didn't play high school. And that was a lot of fun, but, yeah. um, it is what it is, man. I had, I had a good time. Um, yeah, I think, I think if you gave me a baseball full court, I could do, I could probably hit, hit the center square. Once I got into a rhythm, you know, pretty accurately, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty solidly 10, 10 out of 20 times, 10 out of 15 times. If it was, a lot of pressure. We'll see. Uh, but definitely not a football. That's to me is it's just a whole different technique. Um, yeah. You know. But like, all right. So trying to think how much different is the distance between first and third and a full court? It's a yeah, it's shorter. From the from the third yeah, base. First third, yeah, first third first. Shorter, but it's not a whole lot shorter. No, probably not. But I also feel like too that you just you're you're taking into consideration um the difference between throwing a football and throwing a baseball is just like your if your hand size with a football is 
not where it's gripped. Like the reason why I feel like Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah, yeah. looks so good throwing like its sidearm with a football is because it's no different to him. It's different to me because I have I have you know I have smaller hands. I would just be honest yeah. with you, right? Well, yeah, um, compared to I mean compared to a uh NFL quarterback, of course you do. It would be strange yeah. if you did. Yeah. You imagine if I had like size 10 hands on a yeah. 5'10 body? <laughs> Big hands. <laughs> um, well, anyway, like I just think if we're talking about movies, there's I'm gonna make I'm gonna put a list and you tell me which movies that you're looking forward to in 2024. This is this is it's a mixture of streaming and theatrical releases, probably a little bit of both. All so right. you have you know, Ferrari's coming out Christmas, but then there's really not a lot of Christmas movies coming out uh, in terms of like big, big releases. Other I think than that. Rebel Moon's the only thing I'm like super stoked. To see. Rebel Moon, okay, you took one. There's and then the Oscar, so, with all the Oscar ones. I can't even think of what they are right now, but you know, there's um in 2024 there's Civil War, which is the uh, director from Ex Machina, Alex Garland. Yeah. The first trailer that broke that comes out in April. There's Beverly Hills Cop Four, which is a streaming just totally on Netflix with, with uh, Eddie Murphy nostalgia film there's ghostbusters frozen empire there's a mad max prequel and i liked the i mean i liked the the newer ghostbusters yep mad max prequel they have a a quiet place day one prequel which is they're kind of milking that franchise yeah those all all sound all right and then there's a couple of weird ones um obviously the the joker is doing a sequel but it's a musical I don't know how excited I am about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the as a no, like, look, I can both recognize that you know, Joaquin Phoenix's performance in the Joker was really good, um, and also like it. There's just something fundamentally wrong to me about a Joker origin story. Because, in what way? Uh, okay, well, conceptually, the entire idea within the comic, and again, this is nerd shit, but yeah, within the, comic, the idea of the Joker is that his origin story isn't even known to himself. Hmm. And in the comic, there's been a handful of times where he told his origin story, but every time it turned out that that wasn't true. It was just a means of manipulation within the situation. And so, like, and there's a handful of other, like, that the only person who ever figured out his actual origin was Batman. This was one, this this was a, like, an other world, comic but um it was that the only person that ever figured it out was batman and it won he didn't reveal it because the joker didn't even know his origin and he was protecting the joker's wife and kid kind of thing so there's like but the idea of there actually being a like a actual true origin story for the joker is one of the things the comics intentionally did because he's supposed to be like the god of chaos like a human but like it takes away from the character for him to have an origin story in the way that he's written within the comics. But within the movies, it's fine. And they even kind of did a tribute to that with um, the way it was done in The Dark Knight. And the, like he told all these different origin stories, but none of them were true kind of things. Or maybe one of them was. We don't know. But like that, yeah, that, that I, I, like thing that he did. But uh, but no, so... But at the same time, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was great. I didn't love the movie. It was okay. Bad movie. It was a bad movie. I mean, I didn't think it was great. I mean, his performance was great, but I didn't love the movie, and I'm not. I mean, I'll watch the sequel, though. I'm gonna get put the Joker in a movie, and I'm gonna watch it. So, well, are you going to watch a Karate Kid movie in 2024 with Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan? 
is real the real question. Yeah. So do you know what the idea behind this movie is? Um, is okay. So the Mr. Miyagi, Jackie Chan played a, a version of Mr. Miyagi, right? Wasn't that was uh, that wasn't his title, but yes, very similar. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, with um Will Smith's kid. Mm-hmm. Not Willow, the Jade. Jaden. Jaden. Yep. So uh so it's gonna be Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan. That's I just fun. read that today. That's interesting. Um have you watched any of the Cobra Kai stuff? Because I have. I have. I, I do, but I also feel like um I'm happy they're finishing it because it's gotten to the point where it's just like, okay, guys, this is the first season was solid. Yes, but we're in season six. Yeah. Well, they lost the thread though of what made the first season good, which was the idea of making Johnny Lawrence like a likable anti-hero. Yes. And it really wasn't about the karate kid. That yeah. was that was a much better to me fun show than once it went down the path of now. I mean, they well, brought every villain back. They, I don't mind them bringing all the villains back because it's a the whole, but also the whole point it. of no, I know, but the whole point of the show essentially is nostalgia, right? right? So the people that truly love all of this stuff, all the different callbacks, I think are wonderful, and I actually think the backstory with crease in the in in vietnam war and all of that with that 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 is well done um it's just one of those things where i just feel like they've gotten to the point now where it's just you know people are you know being framed for like murder and like it's just it's a it's a soap opera it's just you know there was something fun about the bad santa karate teacher yes i learned that first season that was way more entertaining and a way better premise for a show than everything they've done and again the nostalgia part is great but the actual first season of that show was, I mean, it yeah, was- I, I think they should have fleshed out more with Elizabeth Shue being like the, you know, the love interest that he kind of Johnny Lawrence kind of, you know, yeah. is, like rekindles that, you know what I mean? Like they should have, I mean, they should have throw her a shit ton of money and we're like, listen, we know you're an Oscar nominated actress, but do their shitty little Netflix Dude, show. What else and- is she doing right now? I, nothing. That's the point. Like I mean, she's not out winning Oscars doing something like it's, but they, they intertwined to so many great things. Like this could yeah. this whole show could be about Cobra Kai because dude, the, the the love interest or like the friend that was his friend in Karate Kid Part Three introduced him to his wife. Like, dude, they did such a good job yeah. with all of that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so I have no issue with them going about down a bunch of rabbit holes, but they should have went down further with making Johnny Lawrence more of like the signature piece of the show they they yeah. did a little too much with ralph macchio and uh, let's be honest ernst, do you know who brett ernst is i'm sorry do you know who brett ernst is no um he's a comic he actually in um cobra kai he plays um daniel's uh cousin that works for him at the car dealership oh okay like this uh, little guy or big guy the the bigger guy yeah, yeah okay dark hair yeah um, i've uh i've opened for him a couple times and uh he uh like we always hang out after and just sort of shoot shit and he told me that that was happening and i didn't believe him like he was like no i'm gonna be in cobra kai bro like that's not true that's just a lie and do he's you like, know oh. that okay so i don't mean to cut you off but you, you you do realize that we were on a podcast when i brought up cobra kai with michael turek we were doing fundamentally unsound yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was just like are you going to be on the show and he was just like oh he's like is that the thing like that's not really a thing you know what i mean like the same yeah, kind yeah. of reaction where it's just yeah. like that's not real <laughs> because but, it was such a ridiculous assumption at the time and that just that just makes you laugh yeah so yeah no i mean listen it's a it's it's just such a 
just when you think like there's like an idea is dead, a really oh, smart person right. comes up and you know makes a, a reimagination. Always. I mean, you're. No. Why would anyone ever let go of an intellectual property at this point? Absolutely not. Um, okay, let's get into some sports and entertainment. Um, All right. I'm gonna play the, the only video I have queued up today is. I'll give, I have to give uh, credit because it's a podcast I follow. That's a Giants podcast called Talking Giants. But it's a um, this is just a reaction video. It's it, And the title is A Totally Normal Day in Fandom in Cleveland. Check this out. Come on. I'm just a bear. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> come on. Let's go. Ah! <laughs> oh, I'm a bear. Oh, <laughs> I'm a bear again. I'm just a bear. Hmm. Hmm. I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. Oh! <laughs> I just, I, I just thought that was so, so silly and funny. Um, yes. That was a good game, by the way. Um, Cleveland is doing incredibly well with Mr. Joe Flacco. Uh, you picked the right team to go to, man. Like that, it's it's like one of the did best you, offensive lines in the league. Did you send me that link uh, about the um the Deshaun Watson and the Giants, Daniel Jones? Like Cleveland traded away all these millions of dollars and uh, like draft picks, and Giants paid me. And it turns out that they could have just replaced them with uh, Joe Flacco and some guy, some Italian guy that. Stood on a corner in the stadium. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, you know something along those lines. Are like, yeah, like, like they could resurrect Joe Flacco and then pull some random Italian guy off a corner near the stadium and have better QBs. I think, into your point about the NFL, which makes me laugh, and I know it's a joke, but NFL teams are starting to realize that because it's the year of the backup quarterback. There is not a. There are Joe Burrow's out. Deshaun Watson's out. Um, <coughs> who else? We got uh, Daniel Jones is out for the year. Not that he's in that category, but you know, the, there are been multiple injuries to quarterbacks, and uh, Justin Herbert, another elite quarterback, uh, is out for the year. So there's, the, and, but I'll give you a great example: the the Bengals. The Bengals are a Super Bowl caliber team all around. They lost Joe Burrow, and they brought in this guy who's been his backup for like three years. And he's playing phenomenal. Like, I mean, I know yeah. they have. It's it's just, I think what it's showing is, and I think we're going to end up going to this point where people are going to be a little more conservative with how quickly they pay some of these franchise quarterbacks because you want to lock a guy up, sure. But I think there's going to be a, a an interesting debate about whether or not you can find the next Brock Purdy the guy who's the Mr. Irrelevant, who's, you know, leading San Francisco uh, to the best record in the NFC. I mean, and honestly, may win MVP. I mean, Tom Brady was what round in the draft? Six like, round pick. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it's, I think it's one of those things. I think what should happen is that, because have you seen the, like in the last 20 years, like the, the success rate of top 10 quarterbacks? Yeah, it's, it's bad. Like, um, unders, under 40% have become relevant like championship level quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, but I also think that has a lot to do with how shitty some of these coaches are like great example. The giants um, our team have, have utilized the seventh, the 57th and the 67th pick 
for offensive line. And how bad is their offensive line still? Yeah. It's atrocious. So you can draft you can draft any position high. And yeah. quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, tight end. But it's what you do to develop that person. Because it's a different game. You come from college. There's there's no sure thing. It's not the NBA. Especially for offensive linemen. Yeah, you're not bringing a guy. You're not bringing people in that are that are automatic. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. It's very rare. Well, they also don't like the NFL doesn't allow offensive and defensive linemen to practice anymore. That's true. That's part. Of, that's I mean, a huge part of it. Not, I mean, in the way, like in, in game conditions. Of course, they practice and all this kind of, and they work out. I'm not like I'm not saying that. Oh, they just have to stand on the sideline and except on Sundays. But in terms of any sort of contact technique, the kind of like game speed going against other people that are of their talent level, they just don't do it the same way anymore. So it's way harder to one, evaluate talent and two, develop talent because they don't have someone standing beside them, watching them go full speed saying, no, it's your hips. You have to fix your hips. So it's. Yeah. I mean, it is all about the hips, baby. Didn't, didn't Shakira say that? Uh, they don't lie. At least. They don't lie. I don't know. Um, if all of them, but they certainly don't lie. According to our. I, I'll, I'll address girl. something that's, that's what a wonderful right. woman is. <laughs> ridiculous. Well, that's an American do... treasure. Uh, she's an American yeah. treasure. She, well, she's a world. Well, she's not even American. I know. She's a she's a treasure of the world. Um, South American find... Americans. Do you find that porn bots have infested any of your likes and comments? Because we have one right here. This is a porn bot right here. Not today, Satan. Oh, look at that! Look at yeah. that! Huh. If I tweet something, if I put something on Facebook, I always get a like from a porn bot, and they're they're everywhere on on Twitter or X now. Well, good. I'm glad. It's crazy. I'm glad people. You like don't see that. You got mad because somebody tried to turn your wife into a porn bot. I mean, yeah, because we're not seeing any money from it. So I mean, Fair enough. You know, listen, Fair listen. Enough. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, well, do you think whoever that lady is that has been named <laughs> by that porn bot, do you think she's making any money on it? I hope she is. I, I hope, hope I hope I hope I hope anybody that is selling their bodies on the internet is making a lot of money. But it just it always cracks me up when um like there's like these arguments on social media and like someone sends you something that's like negative towards you and the only person that likes it is a porn bot. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's, it's like, "Woo, good job, buddy." Awesome. Um no, so <laughs> are you wearing a Bayside high? I am. Sure. Bayside Bayside Tigers. Excellent. Yep. Got it at Myrtle Beach. Classic Myrtle Beach t-shirt. Um, so one other thing, probably last thing we talk about, maybe one or two other things. Um, did you see the Anthony Edwards uh, stuff with NBA, but what's going on with him? He got a an IG model pregnant and she exposed him on, on text message chain about like how he treated her, like just like in the aftermath, she like showed him a picture of the, you know the pregnancy test and he was just like he's like just get an abortion he's like i'll send you i'll send you some money like and it was just like just i mean it was to me it's just a disgusting it was a disgusting back and forth i won't lie to you i mean i haven't seen any of that but like i don't think there's anything even remotely wrong with be like some person you have no relationship with that you haven't hooked up with that's an ig model Mm -hmm. um getting pregnant and you being like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to start a family with you. You're a sex worker. Like, that's, I, I think that's a reasonable reaction. 
Um, I go don't go I'm and sure read them. It, I'm sure he handled it really badly. He's like, and, he's like, yeah. He's like, just take the pills if you don't. He's like, if you don't want to get it, because she says in the text exchange that she's already had an abortion. Well, again, this isn't a whether yeah. you should have an abortion comment. This is just the back and forth is like just abortions are fine. There's nothing wrong but, with them. But that's not the. But that wasn't the point. Yeah. It's just like she's literally saying to him, "I don't want to get another one," and I understand if you don't want to be a dad. She's like, but I'm. She's like, but I'm not asking you for anything. I'm just letting you know. And, and he's then just as like, soon as I have this kid, I'm going to sue you because you're a multimillionaire. Nobody's not going to collect the child support when but, their kid. No, so so the whole the whole back and forth not. is, and I get the cynicism of all of this because it happens right. to athletes all the time. But the point is, the back and forth goes, and she says something to the effect of, "Hey, um, I'm not asking you for money." She's like, "I just he's I just want you to let let you know that you know I'm either I'm going to keep it or I may do like the Plan B pill, but I'm not getting an actual abortion." He's like. Send me a video of you of you taking those pills. He's like, and I'll send you some money, like I'll, I'll send you money, money, whatever. And, he, and so like it, it's a whole back and forth, and he doesn't hear from her. And then you see it, it's like send the video, send the video, send the video. That's <laughs> all he keeps sending her. It's just, just send me the video. I need proof. And then I guess like she does, and then she's like, oh, so you're just gonna ghost me now and not talk to me? He's like, my, and he, he just writes back, my lawyer's handling it. And then she sends a screenshot. Of him wiring her a hundred grand. That's that's the end of it. Thoughts? <laughs> it sounds to me like she took the pill, right? I guess. Sounds like he handled it. Handled. Handled. I mean, <laughs> that, that hundred grand's a whole lot less than he'd have paid had she. I mean, with what he makes here, what. Depending on what state she files in, that could be anywhere between like eight and like thirty grand a month for yeah. the next eighteen years. So, I mean, I I have absolutely no problem with professional athletes, especially when it's somebody like an IG model. It would be one thing if it was some chick. She's a person too. She is a person too, but and again, she's look. I don't have and again. I have no problem with people that are sex workers. They're great. I know. Are you making a distinction between a sex worker and a model? If you're, that's still, you're still a sex worker. If you're an IG model, you're a sex worker. So she's only, like, she's not an OnlyFans model. She's not. I don't know the. You you just made a good point right there. That's an excellent point because I assumed IG model translated into OnlyFans model. So you're right. You're right there. I did over. I don't want to get you canceled, man. <laughs> no, cancel me when you want to. I said, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with the dude being like, yeah, I don't think you should have that baby. No, like, I, I don't. I, that's not what I was saying. Like, I, I think one of the biggest problems is that people aren't honest and direct enough about that stuff. It's fair. Um, you know, I think there can be some nuance about how you handle it, but I get of it, man. Some um, nuance. I, I, I get it. Um. I'm just I'm actually just looking on Twitter and I just laugh because Turning Point USA <clears throat> almost throw up in my mouth saying those words. Um do you know you know who they are, right? They're a uh super conservative right wing. Before we move forward though, like oh. you've you've had situations like that before where you were like, even if it was somebody that you thought was super cool, where you were like, We can't have a kid right now, right? Oh, you mean like where I've had a scare? Yeah, or made the choice not even a scare, made a choice to like, yeah, we're not having a kid right now. Nope. Really? Oh, no. wow. I, I mean, 
there's, I mean, there's no wrong time to not become a parent. You know? No, I, I don't, I don't, dude, I am not, uh, you know, a pro-life, you know, absolutist. I, I, you know, I think there can be a, a conversation that you have, which is essentially like, look, man, like you can, it should be legal, but you're still, you know, getting rid of something that you created. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. just have an, I mean, if you're just being, having an honest conversation around about it, um, I've never had that situation. I've never had a girlfriend. I, mean, uh, I also don't collect my mm-hmm. seed and freeze it to use later after. Right. Like yeah. I, yeah, I, that is just an abs. to me that, to me, it's it's just a form of fraudulent. I think I've always just been too afraid to um to have that situation happen. As as reckless as I've been in my life, and maybe I'm just lucky uh, to never have had that, that situation happen to me. Um, I just don't don't. I just had never that stuff just never came up. Like I, <coughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess I just always had safe sex and just like you know few few oops oops there here and there, and luckily you know haven't led to a pregnancy, but. Oh wow! Well, that's what you get for being all safe. Like, what's the point of that? That's no I mean, I mean, it's still still have a good time. You don't have to. You don't have to be. You know, blown loads and chicks all the times. I mean, like, what, what are we doing here? Why not though? Because <laughs> then you have kids. There's no point. <laughs> like, that's you, that's a su- it's a super easy solution though. You just don't. Yeah, you, you, there are ways around it though. Like you can. I mean, I'm not like saying yeah. be all of it, but you, you know, go to the clinic and you take care of it. No, before if then, or if like it takes too long, they do a little scrapey, scrapey, whatever. No, just what, what about before then? Why can't you just you know pull out or wear a condom? I mean, what's what's the issue? Because then you had to pull out or wear a condom. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like this ridiculous comment in the world. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. Look, I get it. Like, like you've got like a lot of Catholic upbringing, Gil. No, I have. I have a common sense brain that says when you have sex with someone, if you finish inside them, you may have a baby. Like that's just oh, dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And if you're not ready to do that, you shouldn't do that. That's just as simple as that. Or you can just not have a baby. But why do? But why do you have to get to that point? Is my question to you. Like, it doesn't. Does it ever occur to someone that maybe that's not the best choice? Who's make like you don't end up in that situation if you're making good choices. I, well, that's like, what makes you a dumb dumb. <laughs> right. That's that's basically what I'm saying right. is like I've never what been in a situation because I'm not I'm stupid about a lot of things. Drunk people don't always make good choices. I know. Well, a, I'm a completely guilt-free solution to that. As a as a former drunk person on a regular basis, I have never been drunk enough where that's the choice. I mean Sometimes they don't get off, you know. Sometimes they just stay on top of you. What are you gonna do? Throw them across the room? <laughs> yeah, get, get get off me! I'm not having your kid. Get the fuck out of here. That's not a gentleman. Like it's yeah. I mean, that's, you just let them stay there and go. Well, that's three hundred bucks. Like it's <laughs> Talk, I want Matt Rife to steal those jokes. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's nothing more pro feminist than the point I'm making right now. I am no, one of but, the... but what does that what does that mean? Do you... Women have the right to choose. I know that, should. but 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 okay. And that's, no, that's not that's no not the argument. I know. That's not the argument. I know. The argument is the man maybe has a little bit of foresight to not do the part that could get the chick pregnant, where you're actually having to make that decision. I don't know. Why? What's 
What's wrong with that decision? I don't know. Just to be to be responsible, so you don't have to go through that or make the woman go through that. I mean, it's mean? not easy. Like, you have to talk them into it. Like, no, you don't talk. You don't pressure them. No, it's just not. That's just you know, that's a tough decision for. A, for I think a I'm just teasing you. It's all I'm saying is I I think it's perfectly okay for in, in a situation like that. Accidents happen. People like unplanned pregnancies. It's totally fine to just not be pregnant. Anymore. It's a good thing. What? Not in Texas. <laughs> Sorry. Well, talk yeah, about, that's the, but that's the scary good. part is that now, like the Supreme Court's trying to flip around. Hey, and, we're, yeah. What? Uh, what? Um. I wonder what state. That's that's an interest. That that actually turns it into an interesting, more interesting debate. I wonder what state she's in. Because he's in Minnesota. Like what? Yeah, what state is. Illegal. But what state is she in? Where does she have to like fly somewhere? I would say or a state somewhere of to get it? About what <laughs> <the wife>. <laughs> Uh, man, I actually have the I actually have a, a bit I do about the fact that like uh, you know people people don't give guys enough credit for the hand that they have in a woman choosing to not have the baby like you know that you know if you have no home like or if you're living in your you know car like and a girl makes the choice to not have your baby like you contributed to that but also at the same time like nobody's aborting LeBron James's baby. Like nobody. Well, yeah, of course not. I mean, that's what makes me laugh about this. I'm not going to do the punchline and tags that go in that, but that's the premise setup of that bit. And I, I, and it's a, it's a solid bit because there's, I, if this girl was, you know, a little smart, she would have been like, yeah, man, sorry, this is your baby. We're having it. Well, yeah, 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 cash and checks. She should, she should be she should be the one that's rolling down uh, the street being like in that Chappelle bit I'm rich bitch and like yeah, just, I mean, yeah. she she won the lotto so no like like to me I think in his situation it would make a lot more sense for him to make the responsible choice because it's that's gonna cost my point because I, I was looking at it from the the man's perspective not the woman's perspective I'm not a woman <laughs> I, I mean yeah but like, choice. I mean but the man's perspective <laughs> should be. Abortion's totally cool. Anytime it's okay to get one. Like of course, that, but that but again, like I just don't want I would just never wanted a girlfriend to have to make that choice because I'm a fucking idiot. And when I could when I could stop before it gets to that point. Well, that's all. I mean, I I, I recognize that that is your take on it. You mean it's a smart take? <laughs> look, look, it, if if that were always what happened in my brain, then I would probably agree with your position. But I've, I mean, I'm just, I'm too much of a gentleman to pick a girl up and throw her across the room. Like, Yeah, you look like one. You totally I'm do. A I'm, you're, I'm, a, you're a gorgeous specimen. <laughs> like, hey, you're, you do you, girl. Like, you do you, I'm, boo. You know. All right, well, we're a little over an hour, and unfortunately, I have to get back to the real world where we don't yeah. save it. Um, you got any? You got any parting? You got any parting shots before we go? Um, no, man. Just everybody, uh, have <coughs> happy holidays. By the way, it's okay to say happy holidays. Um, <gasps> Merry, Merry Christmas also works if that's what you're into, or or Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah, yeah. or whatever other Happy New Year. I, I, uh, I have for for some reason this year. I don't know. I think it's just because the people I know have all gotten older. I've seen a lot more of that. It's Merry Christmas, not really. Yeah, like I've seen hmm. an increase of that this year. Like because it was really bad, like ten years ago, where that kind of became a thing. But then, like I saw like a rebirth of it this year. I was like, wow, really? Like we're 
we're all into that. We're all going to fight and argue over somebody. Like, why would I assume I know somebody's religion? So, of course, I'd say happy holidays. Or if on Christmas yeah, Day, on no, on Christmas Day, I'm going to say Merry Christmas because it's That's fair. Christmas Day. But if it's two weeks before and we've got Christmas coming up and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and New Year's Eve and everything else, you know, like then happy holidays. Even if you're a Christian, you're still celebrating Christmas and New Year's, right? So I guess. Yeah. I mean, in Latin countries, they celebrate. Uh, there was a big deal in our family when I was younger. Did the Three Kings Day, which is ironically on January 6th. <laughs> uh but anyway no like I, you're right i think there's a happy holidays um but it's a good point like on actual christmas day no one should get offended if someone says have merry christmas to you but it's kind of one of those things get offended by someone saying merry christmas to them. no i i, I think the they, only I think people getting offended are the people that somebody says happy holidays to that's right. why it's so I, ridiculous. well i think there's also like a part of people that don't get offended in person they get offended online that there's a right. huge difference like no, listen, if you go to Starbucks, like there are people who hate about Starbucks and the red cup and all that stuff. It's like, is what it is, man. Like Starbucks is a, a liberal company who like most, you know, like most big, you know, progressives on the, on the, on the West coast, who cares? Well, they identify as a liberal company. They don't, they certainly don't pay their employees as a liberal company or <laughs> are you kidding me? Handle environmental regulations like a liberal company. Oh my or, God, dude. Yeah. Don't even, we're, you're going to go down a stupid rabbit hole. We're going to end the show because Starbucks it's pays their, dude, just go to a local Starbucks and say, oh, managers starting at $27 an hour. Get the fuck out of here. They pay yeah. their employees and they give them, they give them stock options. What do you think? Yeah. You think Walmart's they doing that? And they don't let them unionize and they don't let them. Oh, Jesus. Unionize. Collective bargaining is a beautiful thing. Mm, sure. What if, let me ask you a real quick. Let me let me ask you a really quick question before we go. All right. Can you answer a question quickly? I don't think so, but we'll find out. Um, if let's let's just say in this scenario, because I've talked to my my mom, who's actually here t- today down in Connecticut. She was in the teachers' union for years in in, in yeah. Connecticut, right? And she's she literally went through an entire career without ever having to need that, right? So, but every year she had to pay dues and everything that goes with it. Right? Does she have a pension? Of course she does. Then she needed that. No, no, no. I'm not. That's not. That's that's not what I'm saying. That was my quick answer to your question. Oh well, I appreciate that. Finish your question. But you can. There's there's pension programs that are private too. No, there's 401ks. No, there are pension programs. Companies offer outside of 401k. They have pension programs. Whether there are a there are a handful of companies. Yes, but I. This is a guesstimated, I would have to look up for the exact figure, but well over 85% of people who get a pension either get it from a government union job or a private sector union job. The, the, Only my, question, in, so, my question to you was, if you are, it's kind of like insurance to me, yeah. if you pay into a system that you almost never use, Shouldn't you get a percentage of that back? What state did your mom live in? Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. I would look up and see what the average teacher salary is in Connecticut versus the average teacher salary in the country as well. Well, I mean, it's also a more expensive place to live, too. Right. But you also, yeah, the part a, of the reason it's more per capita. Place to live is because Connecticut has a lot more unions than the South. 
and there's a lot That's more true. people that are upper middle class, so that there are, there's a lot more nice housing. Like, look at the look at you can see the the beauty of unions by going to the Northeast. Go to a football game in Chicago. Go to a football game in New York. Go to a football game in Philadelphia. Go to a football game in New England. And like strong union states, what you see very consistently is a much larger upper middle class. Can we of skip work. Philadelphia of all those cities? I'm just saying. I'll, I'll go to I'll go to a football game in any 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 city other than Philly. Really, you wouldn't go to an Eagles game. You Fuck wouldn't go no. see the Giants play at the Eagles Stadium. Nope. Really. Nope. I would. But only no, because I'd, I'd like to see a game at every stadium. I'd like to I'm, do that. Are we renting a suite? <laughs> no. I would. We, would you ever want to do that? Would you ever want to do like an NBA or NFL or MLB stadium tour? Like where you just go? I, I did a little bit of it when I was a when I was a younger man. When I was 21, I traveled back from, from L.A. to, to Connecticut and uh, in New York area. And I, I, we hit up a bunch of stadiums. But we got robbed in Columbus, so I had to go home. So I didn't get to Pittsburgh. I didn't get to Chicago. <laughs> oh. uh, so good old Ohio. You got but anyway, at one point or no, they just broke into our car. So we were at we were at the game oh. in St. Louis. Oh, okay. we actually, St. Louis. So we were at the game in St. Louis. Makes um, sense. Yeah, um, one of the most dangerous cities in the in the country. <laughs> and uh, what year was that? My shit, two thousand and four. So um yeah. Um but yeah, that's this is a topic for another day. I really do have to go. And I right, I love you. Cool. I, to, I, I, to, to... I I got to go. Um by the way, um the one thing I do want to say anybody that's watching this um I'm doing a couple episodes of Tom Simmons podcast uh, dumbest guy in the room. Um dumbest Tom in the dumbest Tom in the room. He's renamed it. Um but yeah, so I'm doing a couple episodes of his podcast so search for the creative businessmen podcast series and his shows on their network mm -hmm. so uh check those episodes out they're they're, they're fun especially the one yeah. we did about elon musk and we're doing a follow-up one today so i'm sure he's gonna uh what's his name uh the guy who does the uh hbo show did a whole like just ripped into elon for 30 minutes yeah check it out yeah oliver yeah, yeah. John Oliver, Tom Oliver. I, have, like, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the clips from it. It's either Bill Maher or John Oliver. I'm assuming John, John Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, Bill Maher doesn't. He's 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 a Republican now, which is kind of fun. Um, he's not a Republican now. He's just fucking with you. He's just not. I love he's, it. He's more. What he's like. He's your version of. Yeah, you know. he's my, he's he's a he's a he's a '90s Democrat. He's not yeah. a. No, he's know. a liberal. He's not a progressive. Like, which is fine. I'm more liberal. I mean, I am also a progressive, but I am. I still hold on to my liberal ideas in a way that it does freak me out sometimes when I see more of a fascist bend in left left leaning politics. But scares the shit out of me. All right, uh ladies and gents, porn Bye, bots, everybody. porn bots and gentlemen everywhere. We will talk to you soon. All right.